You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson and I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Brees and Pat Rowe. Pat, first of all, are you well? I'm good, thank you. A bit cold, but excited for the weekend. Yeah, I've heard that this morning you took your car off an MOT, so yeah, I think it's <laughs> I've just got a batch, I've still got my jacket on. Uh, Ash, how are you, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. Gerard here in full flow now. Um, Gerard Mania, all, all four is as well. And looking forward to the weekend, yeah. Brighton at home, a chance to get back to winning ways. Yeah, so we'll be here for the next 20 minutes or so before half three. We'll be out of here because we've got loads to do. Our press conferences are always very, very busy. Um, so if you've got any questions for Ash, you were there in person, or, or for me and Pat, do get them in the comments below and we'll sift through them as we go. But lots of talking points, regardless of any questions that come. Um, Ash, talk, talk me through it. It's the first press conference that you've been to in person since March 2020. That in itself is a feat worth talking about. Uh, so just tell us about your day, you know, and then obviously what Gerald was like, the mood in the room, that kind of thing. Just have a couple of minutes to yourself to tell us about it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a bag of nerves this morning. Um, Gerard, Villa Park, drive, driving 10 minutes or so down the road to Villa Park from mine and... You only get a couple of questions as well. I was thinking, what questions shall I ask? Because I think Gerard will have about 30 questions by the time he comes to me. So, needs to be relevant. Um, but yeah, rolled up. It's in the director's suite. Right at the top of the Trinity Road stand where, where the owners and um, the, prawn sandwich, the Prawn Sandwich Brigade go for the games. Uh, but in, in the most boxes there. And yeah, press conference, first time in a long old while. Um, and Gerard just ooze class, start to finish, passion. His drive to succeed is unreal. Um, like, like I said, my heart was beating out of my chest. He, he makes you believe every single word he says. Um, he has the aura around him. It's just, it was phenomenal, really. I know it's quite cliche. Oh, getting a bit too carried away. Just Gerard, it's near press conference. But listen, when he speaks, you listen. And he, he takes, takes time to evaluate what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he delivers it. I mean, it's such a good press conference. Like I've said before, his box office and... I think Gerard can't wait to get started. He said he's really excited and loads to come away from it. Like, I mean, I think his interview lasted five hours then. Five hours. Um, Jesus. I swore then. I was like surprised. I was going to ask you, I was going to come to this later, but we might as well say it now. I don't know what insight you've got on this. And Pat, obviously, you know, you you weren't there today, but, you know, Mm -hmm. just your opinion, if nothing else. What goes into a manager's interview? What? How can that last five hours? What are they talking about? What are they going through? Gerard give Langer and Perslow a little bit saying they grilled me. They grilled me. The, 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 I think Gerard had a to-do list or a list he had to, he had to like a checklist to, to to show the owners and Perslow and Langer. And he said it was it was it was hard work. And but listen, Gerard blew him away. That that, that was Perslow's words. Gerard blew us away with what with his detail and his, his intricacy and his style of play and how how he wanted players to come in on the first day. Um, I think there was there was 20, 20 candidates in the running. That was as we were down to four who were interviewed. I think Frank Lampard was interviewed as well. Um, but Gerard blew everyone out of the water. He really did. And Perslow in, in the press conference, he almost stopped the press conference because he wanted to get his point across. He says, Not a lot of people make about this, but when Gerard stepped away from under 18 management at Liverpool to take the Rangers job, it was incredible. Guts and to, to, to make that jump. And that, he got, got Perslow's respect as soon as he did that. Um, and the job he did there, winning the title in his third year, I think Gerard said he had he had a mantra. He, he, he did all that was asked of him, and he's left the manager in a better place. And he wants to kick on now with Villa. And the, the aim there is European football. He wants to get he wants to get Villa back in Europe. 
That's his army. And this is Europe, he says, because obviously Ryan's are in action next yeah. um, tonight, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, that's the aim for Gerard now. And he wants to get the fans right behind him. He wants to get Villa Park rocking and roaring with his words. And he's excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Just hearing all this is, is like you said, it is only a press conference. And we had some of this in the in the last episode when we talked about his first interview with Villa, which was Monday, I think, and saying, you know, he's a guy that's been in media training for 20 odd years. Like he knows all the right things to say, as does Perslow. But it's football, isn't it? If you can't get carried away with a new managerial appointment, then what is the point of even being a, a football fan? This is, in a, a, hopefully, the the start of, an, of a, an exciting new era. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Uh, just back to the managerial interview thing, just a thought popped into my head. Do you think it's like when you just go for like job interviews as normal people and they actually start talk through scenarios? So it's like 65 minutes in, and Mario Garzi goes down with a, a pulled hamstring. What do you do? You, know, you have to like, think of what, what subs about. I, I can't imagine what five hours goes into a, a managerial interview. Yeah. Um, Pat, You've you've watched it as a fan, I believe. Um, what did mm-hmm. you make of Gerard today? Oh, it's just another thing I'm going to cling on to. It's everything he says. I just want to listen to. I'll repeat it again and again and again. All the videos going around on Twitter, all the quotes going around. I can't get enough of it to be honest. But I bought a ticket to the Brighton game, thinking like, ah, oh, it might be a dodgy atmosphere. And obviously, everything's happened over the international break. And now, like, I'm pretty sure every fan that's got a ticket to it. It's like counting down the minutes until it kicks off, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think we're all glued to the screens, seeing what team news we can get, whatever. Little hint of uh, how he's going to play. But yeah, I can't wait to see it. I think, I think Villa Park's going to be bouncing as well. You're right there, Ash. Sorry, though. Some of my family members are going just wide, so. Okay, right. sorry. I uh, just saw the little window in the bottom of you jumping out your seat. I was like, oh, God, don't run away. Um, Ash, I want to get your three key takeaways from the press conference this afternoon. It's not a, a balti pie and a bag of chips. Your three kind of key points that you've taken from uh, this morning. It was a sausage bap, actually. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, I took that away from me. And Ash Brown as well. Oh, but uh, <laughs> listen... Yeah, I'll start with a bit of a quirky one because Gerard wasn't asked about this. It was the FA Cup he mentioned just off the cuff. So it's clear for me to see like he wants to win a trophy here. He won it twice as a player. Really haven't won that in a long old while. And he was quick to quick quick to mention that. So I think he's gonna go all out guns blazing to win the FA Cup this year for Villa. I can achieve it. Um so that'd be my first pick out from from that down. Just the FA Cup, how he mentioned that off the cuff. And I think I think Villa will go strong in that this season. Yeah, I hope so. Um Pat. You, have you um, got any thoughts on the FA Cup? I know we're, playing, we're playing football manager. We've called it the European Tour. Yeah. We're going to get to your winning to win the FA Cup in virtual. Yeah, we've got a big FA Cup. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, alive for that. Winning yeah. the trophy would be lovely. Wouldn't it? If Gerald does nothing else, if he won a trophy and then left in a, in a year's oh, time, we are busting with that. Yeah. Yes. I think one of my uh, one of the best days of my life was that FA Cup semi final against Liverpool, wasn't that? Yeah. One of Gerard's last, last yeah. games when he had an absolute yeah. shocker. I thought yeah. like, I was thinking that. Like, I, I still love the, all the narrative about that of like ruining Stephen Gerrard's birthday because the cup final that year was on his birthday. I think it's uh, maybe the last chance he'd have to win it. I remember the whole thing of, of ruining his birthday. But yeah, I apologise for that, Stephen. Although he did say in his press conference about mm. he apologises to all of us for all the goals he scored against us. Oh, no. Again, I thought it was a, a nice touch to even mention that. Yeah, yeah, more goals against Villa than any other club in his career. I think so. He can apologise as well. But um, mm. no, yeah. I, It'd be amazing to see an FA Cup run. I haven't really, I've never seen us win any silverware apart from the playoff final. So, other than that, I just, I can't. I always think you should go for it in the in the season. I never think oh, I'll concentrate on the league and all that, especially in the situation we're in. Like maybe concentrate on the league a bit now because we might be falling into a relegation scrap. But if you're mid-table or whatever, I think you should be going for all guns blazing for the cup. 
I said about the Carabao Cup against Chelsea as well. as a bit disheartened that Smith put out a relatively weak team in that one. Be yeah, I'd love a cup run. Ash, how long do you think it'll take for him to implement his ideas? There's a lot of talk amongst fans about, you know, he'll be, uh, you know, he won't be a nice guy. He'll want him working extra hard and, you know, no, no stone left on turn when it comes to being ruthless yeah. with the details and stuff. How how easy is it to implement that though? Is that are we going to see that on Saturday against Brighton that we come out all guns blazing? Is it as easy as that? Or will it take weeks and to to build up fitness and stuff? He did say that. He said expect a different Villa on Saturday to the one you've witnessed okay. before. So that's, big, that's a big word. He did say. He did say it's going to be totally different to what everyone's used to. So I'm, I'm braced as much as you are, Dan. And yeah, he wants his team to be possession based, but I think he was quite quite good with his assumption of Villa this season. He's quick to point out a bit leaky at the back. One of the worst teams in the league for goals conceded. And he's going to build from the back, back to front, get things in, in order at the back, and then everything, the rest will flow. The goals will flow. And once he gets his ideas across, that'll be much better. But he, say, he says it'll take time, but he says you'll see on Saturday the difference. Um, so he wants to lay down. He said he, he kept saying, I want to put my stamp on it. I want to put my stamp on it. He kept saying it. And um, he needs the players to listen and buy into that. I think the, tr- the lad, the lad should be training now. I think Joe was quick to get away for a, an afternoon training session today. Um, what, what he did say as well with Rangers playing in Euro- Europe and cup competitions and games come thick and fast for Rangers, whereas Villa there's more time on the grass now. He says, um, which is gold dust. He said, and um, yeah, we get the ideas across. It's about the players listening and believing in it, and he's uh, he can't wait to get started, like you say. But I think I expect big changes right from the word go on Saturday. I really do. We'll come back to that in a sec. I know I want to ask you, Pat, about Brighton's mm-hmm. goalkeeper, which you mentioned to me before, so remind me about that. Mm-hmm. There's a comment from YouTube that I can't flash up for some reason, but it's asking about the intensity of training. Um, was there any mention of that, Ash? Because I saw your tweet the other day saying about, you know, no early early starts at Bodymore anymore. No, no, no lunchtime starts. And there was kind of a surprise from Villa fans on social media saying, I can't believe we trained at 12pm, but we've spoken about this before, like... I, I think we've definitely even spoken about it on a podcast. I remember seeming to think that, oh, yeah, you know, all the lads are young, they're up late playing games, watching films and stuff. Like, yeah. so coming later, so, yeah, that makes sense. So I've got no problem with that. Yeah. Whereas now people look at it and go, oh, what a soft touch Smith was to let them come in at, at 12 o'clock rather than 8 <laughs> or whatever. So you can't really win with stuff like that. But that's definitely been spoken about before, but it seems to have resurfaced again this week. Has there been anything from the club or, or from Gerard's side today about training methods or intensity, <laughs> anything like that? Not into specifics, but I'll, I'll be sure to ask Stephen. I call him Stephen now, like I know him. Stephen <laughs> Gerard, the manager, uh, about that and, and if they're in earlier and what it entails. But I know Gerard and his coaches, Gary McAllister, Markerville, that, that, that they'll get in about eight in the morning, nice and early. I think he gave some insight into what happened at Rangers. They'll have a cup of tea. Um, they'll, sit, they'll sit on the sofas, they'll plan the session ahead, and, that, 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 and that'll be their, their half an hour planning the session getting the best out of individuals and then training will start early. I think I think training will start earlier under Gerard now um, and the standards will be there. No nice little line you mentioned when he walked into Bodymore Heath, one of his first days, he seen the word fearless because it's one of the Villa's values and he was buzzing about that because that's how he wants to see his Villa very fearless this season and moving forward. But, but yeah, there will be changes. I will, I will go into specifics. Um, like I said, I only got two questions today given the amount of journalists and reporters that were there so yeah we'll go into more specifics about that but from the video we've all seen on um, the footage we've seen released by Villa I think you can see the tempo in training looks like it's gone up a notch yeah coaches getting involved a lot, a lot of coaches as well he likes to have his coaching working units with the defence and a couple of midfielders and taking pointers across so it's a whole team effort and 
I think it's going to benefit Villa players-wise individually and as a team. Yeah, I do wonder how how much of this is actually revolutionary, to be honest, because Smith probably had stuff going on exactly. in the with the amount of staff we had anyway. So I don't want to read too much into stuff until we actually see the proof of the pudding or whatever the phrase is. I want to see Villa be different in matches before we start getting carried away. And Pat, just back to Brighton, the goalkeeper's out. I've got the, the name slipped my mind as we're, as we're going through this live. Sanchez, yeah. Uh, Sanchez, yeah. He's, he's out this weekend. You've done an article today about how much of mm-hmm. an impact that could have in terms of Brighton style of play, which you know, the average fan like me would look at that and go, oh, the first team keepers out, that's a good good thing, mm-hmm. you know, weaker keepers in there. But that affecting Brighton style of play is interesting as well. So, do you want to run through that for us? Yeah, in terms of Brighton style of play, they just, they've got, I think they dominate possession 55%. They take behind City and maybe Liverpool the most amount of time building up their power. Maybe City and Chelsea, I can't remember, about 11 seconds per sequence. So they build up from the back. They progress the ball about a metre per second, which is the lowest in the league. They're really slow from building at the back. And Sanchez is in the top 5% of keepers across the like Europe in touches. So he's a big part to it. He does more than just uh, shot stopping and all that and grabbing the crosses and all that sort of stuff. He's, he's a key part in how they build up slow from the back. So I think if Villa can probably target it, to be honest, because I think it's Jason Steele that's going to be in goal and it's his Premier League debut. So if their main thing is building up from the back and you're going to task a keeper that's ever played in the Premier League on his debut to do the same role that this keeper usually does, I'm not sure it's going to work as, as well for him. So it might be a bit of a weakness um, for us to pursue. But Ash just mentioned the like, style of play and the impact that Gerard's going to have. I think it's the perfect game, to be honest, to see what kind of impact he, he is going to have. Like, as I said, 55% possession, usually you, you know that are just going to sit back and let it happen. But Gerard's made it, like Ash said, saying uh, he's going to put a stamp on things. If he was going to put a stamp on things, it'd be this game. If we, Villa come out all guns blazing, pressing from the front, uh, hounding the opposition that don't like it, they like to take their time and build up, then it might cause problems for them and might lead to a win. Interesting. Uh, was there an injury news, Ash? Because I know, obviously, the press conference for <clears> pretty much is usually the day before. I, mean, I don't know. But I've not seen anything whether Gerald's doing another presser tomorrow. It would make very little sense, to be honest, to do a bright one tomorrow. So was there any mention of actual match-specific stuff? No, I think uh, Martinez and Bailey are back today from their international exploits. I'm not expecting um, Sanson or Douglas to be involved at the weekend. The game might come too soon for him, but they've got 14, 14 hours to assess their pair, but it's not looking likely for them, them to... Trezor guy's training back with the group now, gradually, back in yeah. the small-sided game. So, Gerard wants to get him back involved, but it's too soon for him. But I think Douglas and Samson will be out. Um, something you often hear with a new manager when they join is they talk about the fitness of the previous regime. Do you think the players are fit enough to play Gerard's way? Pressing from the front, high energy. Are they ready for that yet? I'd say so. You can, rat- you can rattle off a few, few players. Watkins, yes. Ings, yes. McGinn, yes. Ramsey, yes. Um, I think Matty Cash, yes. But um, yeah, Villa have got a fit squad. Um, like you say, they haven't been doing it this season, pressing, and it's been a bit with the different systems of playing. It's been a bit come and go, isn't it? I'm not sure how they've been a bit confused with the style of play this season for me. But um, I think they can do. I think Gerard's raised, raised the standard this week. I think they see him on the touchline, the training. I think automatically you're going to put that extra little bit in. I said. As sad as that sounds for the previous tenure, but um, I think Gerard raised his standards with the name and what he's achieved in the game. I think they want to want to prove a point to him. And I asked Gerard about about his team this weekend, and um, I think he got asked about 
what 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 type of player gets into your team? And he said ones who listen, ones who work really hard, ones who have a bit of a, um, a bite about them. So, yeah, I don't think he's settled on his eleven yet. But he said he's got the tough decisions to come. But I think once once the lads are in there, the eleven are in there, they won't want to get out. So, I think yeah, I think they'll, they'll be all be pushing each other, and that can only bode well. Anything to add on the fitness part before I move on? Yeah, I think we've got the personnel to do it, definitely. I think Morgan Sanson, I, I wish he was fit because I think he'd be a big part to it, to be honest. I think he blows, when he was fit um, for Marseille, he blows all of the other midfielders out in terms of his running stats. I think people said he had a third lung when he was at his best. So that's exactly what Gerard wants of your midfield. I think the midfield especially can be asked to work like exceptionally hard, whereas so, like the front three for Smith, I think it was like a man-to-man like press. They'd just like, hound you and just go at you. Whereas now I think they play quite narrow and then the rest of the running is down to the the midfield three. So I think Ramsey, McGinn, Douglas Louise is quite good at his running as well. It goes underrated, I think that. And Sanson, yeah, the personnel that fit the fit the bill for Gerard, yeah. So I think it's just I mean, it might be a bit of a shock initially to implement the system. And I think it might be a bit of a shock for the likes of Bailey or someone that's probably don't doesn't want to track back as much as uh, other people. But yeah, they'll get to it, I think. I think we've had just a period of having too many passengers in the side, to be honest, and yeah. getting away with not putting maximum effort exactly. in. Exactly. That won't be allowed to happen any longer. If you're not putting it in, you're not in the team. Simple as that. No one, no one's a favourite. No one gets an automatic pick, apart from maybe Martinez, because he's the best goalkeeper. <laughs> After that, everything else is up for grabs, and that's how it should be, and the next few weeks will be very interesting. Um, I can't flash comments up for some reason, but Jason says, do you think there'll be any players taken from Rangers in January? The January transfer window will be a big talking point, won't it, as we head into December and obviously into January, there'll be money there to spend, but will it be as simple as just plucking someone out of Rangers and sticking them into Aston Villa? Yeah, I actually asked Langer that question today, I think, about January transfer window and what, what can we expect? But he says it'll be the same, it'll be data-driven again. I think Langer will have a, a list of players and Gerard gets his little six weeks now to assess who's needed and who isn't. And um, and he'll tell the sporting director what he needs in order to, to, to kick on this season. So, They'll quite brief in the detail about that. I said it's a bit too soon to talk about the, the January window, but there will be players. Um, Jared has been promised a budget, so you get this little six-week period now to sort it out, and Lang will be the man to execute it. In terms of Rangers players, I think Glenn Kamara sticks out straight away in terms of what Villa need in their midfielder. 26-year-old Finland international done really well uh, for him, so he's the natural one that, that looks looks likeable, most likely to get, but it all depends if Jared wants to go in for him or... Like I say, with Gerald coming in, I think there's a better calibre of player to attract now. I asked, I asked, I asked Lange that, and we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. But it's only natural to link, link Rangers players with Villa, uh, given Gerald's appointment. Anyone else that stands out for you, part of Rangers or otherwise this January? Uh, I think we've been linked with Ryan Kent before in the in a few seasons ago, but he, he implements Gerald's style a lot. That inside forward, perfectly cutting in. That might be one we re- revisit, but yeah, like I said, Glenn Kamara is one that suits the way he wants to play. Obviously, the fullbacks like to get forward, and he needs a midfielder that's willing to cover and be like a stopgap fullback at times, to be honest, and contribute going forward. And Kamara does all those things quite well, to be honest. So yeah, it's just whether or not he might step up into the Premier League, but worked all right for McGinn. So yeah. You know. Uh, speaking of again, there's a comment from Richard. He says, "Need McGinn more further forward, like he plays for Scotland." Do you think that's something that we might see under Gerard? Interesting. Yeah, I see McGinn playing right wing for Scotland last couple of games yeah. um, in, a, in a front three. Done really well as well. You know me, Dan, I've, I've said it from t- um, time to time again. McGinn needs to play higher. He's much better there. Um, 
and yeah, I think I think Gerald could be the, the man to get the best out of him. And that could be the, what the one Gerald's hinted at saying you'll see a different Villa here, and McGinn could be one playing really high. Who knows? Um, Jay says, I like how he's noticed the young talent coming through and mentioned them. Perzo also has made a very big deal about um, Gerald's record with Liverpool Youth Academy and how that was important in him getting the role. And those kind of things, I don't know, they're not going to come out here and be like, oh yeah, this is a short-term appointment, he'll only be here for a year. But that kind of thing is spoken about in the sense that we are building a long-term project here and Stephen Gerrard is a central part to blooding those youth players through, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it just comes in handy that our um, some of our best youth players are centre mids, and they're going to learn from arguably <laughs> one of the best centre mids to ever play the game. But yeah, I think I can't remember who mentioned it in the press conference though. But saying if you're good enough to get minutes, you're going to get minutes. Like if you show it on the training ground, you could, you're going to get given opportunities. And I think fans have been crying out for that in terms of Carney Chupameka and Aaron Ramsey, etc. I've been really impressed with so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to that MK Dons game and Carney didn't get an assist or anything, but he, he ran the show and Aaron Ramsey was exceptional and all that. So it's one of those, I think they're going to impress him. They're going to learn from him and they're probably going to see more minutes. Yeah. Jeremy made a point to the academy as well, because he's been, been at the Premier League academy as a kid, as, as a million. He's going to watch them really closely. He said, I'm, I'm going to watch everyone from the younger 18s, 23s, see how they can put themselves right around the training ground. And um, if they're good enough, they'll play. Simple as. He, said, he made a point to that. So, I think he'll give them a chance. And we've seen a few of them in training now. Tim Oregbunam, he's, he's around there. Lamea Bogard as well. And yeah, I think, we're, I think we'll see some young guns bloody through. Let's talk about a first team then for um, for Saturday. Uh, a perfect comment here for Mark. says, who do we need in midfield for Saturday with no sense on Louise and Marvellous? I think Louise is available, isn't he? Or am I getting confused here? No, no. I think he's. I think he's gonna be short. I think. I think he's not gonna make it in time. Still got a hamstring issue, so we'll see. But yeah, it's quite short in there, aren't we? Yeah, let's let's try and run through. Then we expect what four three three. Yeah, four three three. I think. I think Nakamba, Holding, and then McGinn and Ramsey are the side. I think he was impressed with Ramsey in the under twenty threes perform under twenty one performance the other day. So I think Ramsey will get his first start. I don't know when he came back into training. I'm not sure. Past few days, maybe. Yeah, yeah interesting right. how Nakamba's recovered as well. He picked up a strand, didn't he? Oh yeah, growing um, strand. But I, I think I think he should be available. Hopefully, he missed the last game, didn't he? The last Zimbabwe mm. game, so he's back early. And Gerard didn't mention him at the presser, so it could be Nakamba, you know, in there with McGinn and, and Ramsey. And yeah, interesting. It'd be so interesting. But I can't see in, in doing too too much drastically in terms of personnel, but we'll see. The likes of Ashley Young could could he come in, give his leadership skills and. Gerard knows him off his England day, so... Or in central midfield. Imagine that. That would be some start to his career, wouldn't it? I mean, that's a young player, central midfield. Do the um, Yeah, that, that midfield is very light, isn't it? I suppose the front three is the only other uh, other contentious point. Is Ollie Watkins going to play as that left inside forward, uh, you know, kind of like a secondary number 10 rather than a winger? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it going to be... a El Ghazi or whoever is, I don't know who's available. I feel really out of touch at the moment with there not being a proper like pre-Brighton presser and all the yeah. managerial stuff going in the, in the last two weeks. I feel like I don't know who's fit. Also, us playing football managers, Villa is very confusing because <laughs> our son's out for nine months. So I'm just like, <laughs> well, in my head, I'm just really getting confused with the truth. Um, but whatever happens, whatever that starting lineup is on Saturday, there's going to be a raucous 42,000 behind them at Villa Park, isn't there? That, somebody said earlier, it's, it'll be some atmosphere on Saturday. 
just until we go one nil down after yeah. five minutes in typical Villa fashion. But if things go our way Saturday and, and we win, and I mean, God knows we need it, that will be some atmosphere to kick on with, mm-hmm. won't it? That's what Gerard's targeting, yeah. Getting off to a good start. He said today when he went out on the pitch on his own, and he soaked it up, he was asked, what did you make of it? And he said, I'm just pleased to have having 42,000 behind me now as opposed to against me because he, he's, hmm. he's been long playing at Villa Park in the atmosphere and the fact he said the fans were on, got robbed on Villa and he made it, he made it dick up for him. But yeah, he's pushing to have 42,000 behind him and he wants, he wants to whip them up. He wants to whip the crowd up. He says, be prepared. You need me, I need you. Um, so he's issued a bit of a rallying cry and that's what we want to see, don't we? Yeah, Gerard at the end, clapping the old end, and that's what we want to see on Saturday, getting off to a flyer. Um, and Gerard will make sure uh, Villa do that. Yeah, I want to see fist bumps at the whole end, not clapping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's have a, let's have a score prediction then from the three of us and from those watching. If you want to drop a comment in, uh, I can't flash them up for some reason, but I can read some out. Uh, Pat, we'll come to you first. Score prediction. We know you love a bit of blind optimism, so I'm going to go oh, with 4 0 yeah. Brighton. Well, I'm feeling full flow now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go 1 0, just grind out a 1 0 win. Oh, uh, Ash, yeah, well, two one last minute winner, but yeah, well, would you take a draw, Perry? Would you take a draw now? It'd I mean, stop the route, wouldn't it? Just, yeah, that's the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, a bit underwhelming there from your reactions. Yeah, mm. I mean, a, po- a point's all right, Brighton are doing well, but everything is set up for this. They haven't won since, since September in the Prem. Oh, I wouldn't take a draw then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> like you said, it, it stops the Rotten from five straight defeats to have a draw in there, but it's home, the big bounce of the manager, positive atmosphere. 2-1 Villa. Keenan Davies with the winner. Come on. <laughs> got to go for it. <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah, got to go with a win. I'll go 2-0. Uh, I, I want to keep a clean sheet as well. That's important. I think that will be important to Gerard for, for going it. forward. A yeah. um, couple of comments then before we go. Jordan Patrick has one also. He would take a draw. Gary, 3-1. Craig, 3-1. Villa all day long. Adrian, 2-1. Luca, 2-1. Dilly, AVFC, 2-0. Joanne Spear, 1-0. Joanne Spear got a, a current blue mug the other way, the other day, by the way, for my competition win. I know, Pat, you had yours as well. You got it there? Oh, there it is. Lovely. Good timing. Uh, 1-0 clean sheet, says Joanne. So, yeah, we'll call it a day there, I think. Um, but excitement um, levels are vastly rising, aren't they, amongst the fan base? What's, 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 what's going to be his chance? Just use your Stephen Jones clamp, I mean, you reckon? Stephen Jones clamp. Yeah, as long as it's not Stevie. I'm not a fan of Stevie G. He's big and he's... <laughs> that was going around in my head the, the day that he was announced for some reason. Uh, Stevie G's Camp Blue Army. Yeah, I'll go Stephen still. It's still two yeah. syllables, isn't it? So Stephen Jones, Camp Blue Army. Um, loads of, I mean, every score prediction that's come in is, a, is at least a Villa win and most of them with a clean sheet. So we love to see that. Um, Pat, Ash, thank you very much for your time as always on these podcasts. Love that. Um, Cheers all. And we'll be back Saturday evening to react to Stephen Gerrard's first game. Hopefully a big, big three points. I believe it's myself and Matt Kendrick on that one. Um, But yeah, Ash, Pat, thank you very much. Thanks to all those watching along live on Thursday afternoon. Um, We'll see you again Saturday evening. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. (laughs) 